Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for our NCC More podcast. This podcast is all about adding a little extra value uh, to our Sunday morning messages. And as you know, we have been in a series of messages on Sunday entitled, Come and See. Come and See. We've been talking about evangelism. Now, evangelism is a word, if you're new into the faith community, uh, you might have not heard that word before. It's not a word we use in just normal everyday speech. Or if you have been in church, in the faith community for a long time, you might have a perception of that word that's not reality. It's not what that word is really intended to be. And so what we've done here at North Point is we've put a definition to that word, and we have said that evangelism is our process of proclaiming, our process of proclaiming. Um, It's not a one-time event. It's not just something that I do. It is really who I am. It's the life that I live. I enter into a lifestyle of evangelism. There is a process of me proclaiming my story and the goodness of God in my life and what God can do for others. There is a process to that. That process is played out through relationship and through conversation. And and so that's what evangelism is really all about. It's about me telling my story, the impact that God has had on my story and the impact that God can have on other people's story. And so we've been in this series of messages entitled Come and See, and we've been talking right there out of John chapter 1 where Philip has decided to follow Jesus, and he comes and he finds his friend Nathaniel, and he says, hey, we have, we have found the one that the prophets have told us was coming. We have, we have found the Messiah, the Son of God, and, and Nathaniel responds back and he says, uh, uh, but this guy's from Nazareth. Surely, come on, you can't, you got to be kidding me. Sure, nothing good comes from Nazareth. And Philip tells him, no, man, you got to come and see for yourself. You see, that is the evangelism journey. It's just inviting people to come and see, inviting people to come and encounter Jesus. And this past Sunday, that's actually what we talked about. We talked about encountering Jesus. How do you help others encounter Jesus? And I just kind of gave uh, three points. I just kind of want to go over and just add a little extra uh, to these points and give you some different perspective on that. And so there's really uh, three things that we have to do if we want to help others encounter Jesus. And number one is we have to know our role. We have to know our role. Um, We can feel extra pressure, added pressure, unnecessary pressure, pressure that we were never intended to feel or carry when we don't know our role. I was thinking about it and I I thought like, you know, if uh, it's like the water boy expecting that he's got to be LeBron James. Right, I mean that would be like extra pressure. I mean the the guy who's just on the team, his whole his whole task is just to make sure that the water bottles are filled up. But all of a sudden he doesn't know his role, and it's like game day, first opening day of the season, and he feels like, oh man, I got to be LeBron James. I got to go out there and win the game. No, you don't have to win the game. You just need to make sure that the water bottles are filled up so that LeBron can hydrate, so he doesn't he doesn't get dehydrated out there and cramp up on the floor. You don't have to make any shots. You just need to know your role. And and I've seen this in my life in sports as growing up and playing sports. And it's so important that every teammate just knows their role. 
They need to know what, what they are supposed to do so that the team can be successful. And it's the same way when it comes to evangelism. You need to know your role. If you feel like you have to do what only Jesus can do, that's going to lead to a lot of frustration and not just frustration. It, it's really going to lead to exhaustion because there's no way you can do that. And so eventually you're either going to get frustrated and exhausted and quit, or you're never even going to start the evangelism journey because you're going to feel like there's no, there's just no way I can't do that. And you're exactly right. You weren't, you weren't supposed to be LeBron. Only LeBron is LeBron and only Jesus is Jesus. You can't do his job, but Jesus has a job for you. And that job is important. And I love it in the scriptures because that's what we see. We see Philip bringing Nathaniel to Jesus and it is God's desire and God's design. He wants to see people bringing people to encounter Jesus. But if we are going to do that effectively, we have to know our role. We are the initiator. We are not the savior. We are the introducer. We are not the closer. And whenever I know my role, it's so much easier for me to engage. It's so much easier for me to go, you know what? I think I can do that. I think I can fill up these water bottles. I don't know if I can hit the game winning shot out there on the court with 25,000 people watching on and the game on the line. I don't know if I could do that, but I can fill up these water bottles. Okay, whenever you know your role, it makes it so much easier, so much simpler. And then it ultimately makes it so much power, so much more powerful because you let Jesus do his job. So you got to know your role. The second thing that we have to do if we want to help other people encounter Jesus, is we have to smooth the path. We have to smooth the path. We do not need to set roadblocks up for people as we are inviting them on this journey to follow Jesus. I mean, just think about it. Like, that doesn't even make sense. That I would say, hey, come on this journey with me, but I want to make this as hard as possible for you. I want to set up obstacles and roadblocks to try to keep you from coming down this pathway. That doesn't make sense. And sometimes we set up these roadblocks and we do it without even realizing that we're doing it. And so if we're going to smooth the path, uh, uh, on Sunday we said the first thing you have to do is you have to be vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable. You need to be willing to talk about your struggles and talk about your weaknesses. You know, too many times uh, we, we, we want to talk about you know, the, the highlight reel. Think about social media for a moment, right? I mean, social media, it, it's the highlight reel of everybody's day, the highlight reel of everybody's life. And this is why it can be such a such a huge trap for people as you get on there and you're watching everybody else's highlights and their vacations and them winning championships and them getting employee of the month. And you're you're seeing all these things, but all you're seeing is their highlights and you're sitting in just a mundane day when things aren't maybe going your way and it's just uh, not a fruitful season of life. And you just feel like everything is is falling around you and all these other people are having success. And But the reality of it is, is they're just not posting their weaknesses. They're just not sharing their struggles. Okay. And, and then we can do that in life, just in our normal relationships and conversations. And all we want to talk about is our successes. And all we want to talk about is our accomplishments and our achievements. All we want to talk about is our victories. And, and we don't want to engage people in the reality that we have struggles and we have weaknesses. Okay. Now, there is one thing about talking about your vic your victories and talking about your strengths, and that is that it can inspire people. That is true. 
But whenever you talk about your struggles and your weaknesses, people can identify with that. People can connect with that. And that's what relationship is really all about. I got to smooth the path for people so that I can walk with them in relationship as we follow Jesus together. And that's going to happen whenever I just learn to be vulnerable. I learn to be honest. I learn that I don't have to have it all together. I don't have to have every answer. No, I, I have my own struggles and my own challenges in my life. And, uh, and when, when we don't admit that, Man, people, people just see right through that. It, it feels so phony and it feels so fake because everybody knows that everybody has struggles. So if I act like I don't have a struggle, then I'm not being genuine and I'm not being authentic. And I can become the roadblock for somebody not getting on the pathway. I can become the roadblock. I don't want to be a roadblock because I refuse to be honest and vulnerable about my weaknesses and about my struggles. If we're going to smooth the path, we we also have to be understanding. We have to be understanding. Now, you know, here at North Point, if you've been coming for any length of time at all, um, you know, the one thing that we don't do is we we don't jump up on a soapbox and talk about everything that's wrong with the world and everything that's wrong with people's lives and 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 heap shame and condemnation for people and the decisions they're making and things that they've been through. That's not who we are because we want to be understanding. And if you want to smooth the path, you have to be understanding. You have to be willing to meet people where they are. But you also have to be committed to not leaving people where they are. And that's a, a beautiful uh uh, a balance there, a delicate balance there, and that that we have to be understanding. And sometimes, you know, I've I've, I've seen this so much uh, just from being a youth pastor and now being in, in ministry for um, uh, for twenty two years. And people say, "Man, I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't. Something happened in relationship with my kid. I, uh, I just don't feel like they, they don't trust me anymore. They're not opening up to me anymore. They're not doing all these things anymore. And then come to find out." the one time that their their child did open up, their child was honest about a struggle, was honest about something that they did or something like that, the, the parent flipped out. Uh, and and when, whenever that happened, okay, all of a sudden, now the kid shuts down and says, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. And the, 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 the problem was the parent didn't smooth the path. They weren't understanding. Now, here's the, the fear that we get into is we feel like, well, if I'm understanding, then I am condoning. If I'm understanding, then that means that I'm saying it's okay. No, 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 no. You can be understanding. That doesn't mean that you're ignoring the fact that this is a sin, that this is dangerous, that, that this could really cost you something. Not at all. But if I'm not understanding, I can't get people on the pathway to change. I can't get them on the pathway to victory. I can't get them on the pathway that they need to be on. So I've got to be understanding. Remember, when I'm understanding, it gives people something to stand on. It gives them a bridge to go from where they are to where they need to be on this pathway in this journey of following Jesus. So we have to be understanding. We can't freak out and flip out when our friends or our family members begin to share about their struggle, about their weakness, about something that they have gone through or something that they are currently going through. No, be understanding. Give them a bridge to walk over on. We have to do that if we're going to smooth the path for people. And then last thing, we, we got to be positive. There is so much negativity in the world we if if we are not aware we will simply adapt the mentality and the culture of the world 
and we will become negative and we will become critical and we will become judgmental. But what people need is they need you to be positive. They need you to be encouraging. They need you to be inspiring and motivating. That is what people need. People need positivity. And so if you're going to smooth the path for people, you need to feel their mind, their heart, and their spirit with the reality that says God is for you. God is going with you. No matter what happened in your past, it's not going to define you. God has the final word. Those are the positive things that we need to speak over people's lives if we want to smooth the path for them. We need to tell them that there there is no sin too great that Jesus cannot forgive. There is no problem too big that God cannot fix. These are the things that we need to be saying and need to be speaking over people's lives as we smooth the path for them to follow Jesus. And then the last thing that we talked about, if you want to help others encounter Jesus, is you got to narrow your focus. You have to narrow your focus. The great commission that Jesus gave to all of his followers, that we would go into all the world, that we would proclaim the good news, that we would make disciples, this can be very paralyzing because this is such a tall task. I've got to go into all the world. I've got to tell everybody. Okay. And what happens is, is we just get stuck. We get stuck. I don't know where to go and I don't know who to tell because I can tell anyone at any time, everywhere, and it's just too much. So what you have to do is you have to simplify and narrow your focus. Okay. Who is in your world right now? You see, whenever Philip decided to follow Jesus, what he did is he went and found Nathaniel. Nathaniel was in his world. He wasn't worried about all the rest of the people in the world. He went to Nathaniel. He put a name on his world. And that is my challenge to you. If you're going to go into all the world, hey, start with who is in your world right now. And you have a friend, you have a family member who is in your world and you need to find your Nathaniel. You need to start with that one. Remember, we can't reach everyone until we reach the first one. Hear me. You can't reach everyone in your life until you reach the first one in your life. You have a Nathaniel. There is a Nathaniel waiting. And the Bible says that he was under the fig tree. There is somebody in your life who is sitting under their fig tree. They are sitting under their pain and their shame. They are sitting under their struggle. They are sitting under their own pride and self-sufficiency. They are sitting there in their life. They are distracted, preoccupied. Uh, th they are skeptical. They are sitting under that tree and God wants you to go and he wants you to invite them to encounter Jesus Christ. He wants you to go and say, hey, come and see, come and see. That's exactly how we help other people encounter Jesus. We just simply meet them where they are. We can do that whenever we know our role. We can do it better whenever we smooth the path, and we can accomplish it whenever we narrow our focus. Put a name on your world. And I just want to take a moment right now, and I want to challenge you. Narrow your focus right now for Easter. Who are you going to invite to Easter Sunday? We have three Easter Sunday services, 8 o'clock, 9.30, and 11.15. Who are you going to invite? 
Who are you going to bring with you? Say you invite three people and say one person says I can be there at 8. One person says I can be there at 930. One person says I can be there at 1115. Hey, then you can come to church three times, 8, 930, and 1115 because we want to see people encounter Jesus. And if that means that I have to come to three services so that my friends and my families can encounter Jesus, then I will come to three services because that is is what Jesus has called me to do. He has called me to introduce people to him. He has called me to be that initiator. He has called me to be the Philip that's going to Nathaniel and saying, hey, come and see what Jesus can do in your life. Once again, I want to say thank you so much for listening to the NCC More podcast. I trust that this is a blessing to you. I trust that it's adding value to your life. And I trust that we are going to see you this Sunday and Easter Sunday right here at North Point Community Church. God bless you. We'll see you soon.